0: Hello! You're listening to Sexual Transmissions, with me, Esther, and sexual health doctors, Jar Jar and Frankie. Have you ever thought of going for a sexual health checkup, but were too embarrassed at what they might ask? Are your sexual fantasies very different to your sexual reality? Have you had your fill of pterodactyl porn, and you're wondering where to go next? Whether you're a sexual novice or seasoned in the sheets, this is a chance to talk about sex, and to think about pleasurable safe ways of having sex that will help protect your body and your mind from testing to infections sex positive mentality to gender identity chemsex to fetish each week we'll talk about a different aspect of sex sexual health and well-being we're all thinking about sex so let's talk about it welcome to sexual transmissions <laughs> tuned in to Sexual Transmissions, your very own sexual health show. I'm Esther, and I'm joined with resident experts. no idea why we've never cracked that out before, but we live and learn, Jar Jar. Hello there. And Frankie. Hi. And this week, we're also joined by our very own spin doctor and VIP to the show, um, and joyous team member, Millie. Hello. So welcome, 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 everyone. If you've joined us before, lovely listener, then hello again and welcome back. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're recording remotely again, as we're still in Locky D measures. But for listeners, I can tell you that distance just really does make the heart grow fonder. Um, we're all wearing pink tuxedos at the moment, um, I wish. No, we're all looking very smart for you. And as my dad said this morning, one can't look like a bin bag all of the time. <laughs> Which I really, really enjoy. So in this episode, we're going to have an open discussion about how sex has kind of moved online in the time of coronavirus, well since before but particularly now. Um, We thought this was a really interesting opportunity to have this discussion, given the fact that we're all isolating in different ways at the moment, which means that this is an exciting opportunity for sexual health to really make a change in that space. So um, before we get right into the topic, um, I wanted to ask the crew What have you all been doing online since lockdown that has brought you a bit of joy? So Jar Jar, do you wanna kick us off?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd love to. I actually had a really, really great um, online experience just this weekend for the bank holiday weekend. Um, Some friends of ours got together on a Zoom call, very much like this one. Only one of us uh, set up a pub quiz which was really, really well done. It was really, really personalized. It was actually Millie's brother, uh, Will. So shout out to Millie's brother, Will. Will. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was six rounds. And he even, uh, won- one of the best rounds was um, he went back into our Facebook profiles like years and years back. Like, to- oh, no. <laughs> and you had to say, it was, it was the game was name that line, name that post who put up <laughs> these really embarrassing <laughs> posts. Like, and excellent. some of them were so horrific oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um but we won't go into detail further detail of that um but yeah so we have this amazing pub quiz
0: definitely so In hard is the hard to new do out. Well. <laughs> you no know? like i mean i've had many a quiz since locky d but i would say that sounds like a whole other level of genius frankie so yes yeah, so there's been
2: lots of nice um interactive catch-ups with people um that I haven't seen for ages I had one last night with um some of the um doctors I did my very first year of doctoring with and some of I haven't seen for years which is really nice and brought us all together and catch up like hello what's happened the last seven years and all that stuff (laughs) like it's just like it's a really good excuse to like catch up and see some really Mm. friendly faces that you feel like safe with and you can properly have that time in your evenings to really catch up um Another a really good thing is we did one of my friends from home. Um, we had her baby shower online. Oh, was stop. It was great. One of my so it was um yeah Jenny was the girl who's having a baby, and my good friend Sinead made an amazing quiz, which um started off with what was the ba- biggest baby to ever be born. And spoiler <laughs> alert, the answer was like ten kilos. It was like twenty two pounds, which was wow really very reassuring for poor Jen, if I'm honest. But um all 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 is well, and it was really fun. And then another mm-hmm. fun fact from the quiz was the woman who's given birth to the most children, was 69, 69 babies. Great. Oh, I was. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. My womb just made a noise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a cry <laughs> in horror. What?
0: Like, wow. Yeah.
1: Names is just. You just I mean, go to numbers at that point. Yeah, like, you're, you're like, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Loads of fun facts, which were very reassuring for Jen, who has now since had a baby, which was not 22 pounds, and feels much better. Well, so. congrats,
0: Jen. <laughs> oh, congrats to Jen! I'm a Jen. Here's to the next 68. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and lovely Millie, what's been a what's been a good old good old online time you've had? Well, I feel like I've had a bit of a love hate relationship
3: with it. Like I've loved the fact mm. that I can connect with everyone and see my friends, but it also feels like back-to-back Zoom slash Skype time. But I'm not complaining. I'd rather that than <laughs> not have it. And I think that some things really work online. I think what I've discovered is that some things translate and you can do it online and some things don't. My sister's been organising a life drawing class with a nearly naked model. And those sessions have been really, really great. And she's organised it really well. The drawing, surprisingly has been really good i would have thought you would have lost a lot of them i suppose like the actual life of it and interest of it but it does really work doing it through the camera and at the end everyone shows up their pictures so it's really heartwarming and my grandpa joined one of the sessions which was really nice oh that's nice squinting the camera a couple of like very close-up shots on the model's boobs and i was like Grandpa, <laughs> I think it was fine then. It was
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's something he's seen before. I mean, I are here today, Billy. So
0: <laughs> that's true. Well, thanks, guys. So now that um, in is the new out, as we've heard, and social distancing is a phrase which, post locky D, no longer seems like an excuse to just avoid the dance floor. Life has been very much pushed online. And this does include sex and, I guess, is one of the things. So there's pros and cons to this virtual way of life, which we're going to explore in this episode. And we'll also be thinking about some of the risks and ways that you can protect your well-being as part of that. So um, while we've moved our lives online as a result of COVID-19 lockdown measures, we've been using online spaces actually to connect for a lot longer than just the last six, seven weeks. I'm thinking of MSN, but what were some of the online spaces that you guys explored in the past? And how would you say they kind of enabled connection?
1: I think for myself, like, I spent most of my teenage years online. I am a huge nerd, video game nerd geek. So a lot of my time growing up was spent um, in online communities, whether that be like in online forums or even through like online video games, like that where you're able to like play with other people online. So I have been, yes, very involved with online worlds for a very long time now. And thinking back to my youth, and and I, I distinctly remember going to forums when I was first kind of coming to terms with my sexuality and first realizing that I was gay and had no idea how to go about really having gay sex I know that might sound really crazy or embarrassing but I just literally didn't know of course I, I, I got the, the overall concept but how does it work is it really pleasurable like how do you know which role do you play like how do you know whether you're the one putting it in or the one taking it you know and I actually Actually, was a part of this um, online forum for many, many years, and I had really great friends on there. And actually, I ended up talking to a lot of people about, you know, my sexuality on that forum, and you know, talking about sex and what to expect, and you know, if you're, you know, bottoming, you know, if you're, if you're going to be the one to take it, for example, like what you need to do, what you need to consider, what you need to to prepare so that to make sure that everything's hygienic and safe and pleasurable and all of those things and I think that's information that's you know hard to come by you're not going to necessarily talk to your parents about that kind of stuff you know um, and you know back at least when I was growing up you know because I'm getting older now back when I was growing up there wasn't that many that much information that was accessible out there so I think that was kind of when I think back to to my like kind of online experience um, particularly related to my like you know sexual development like that is one of the key things that stands out to me.
0: I guess it's so, it's so interesting hearing that because I, I guess now, I mean, it's in that time since you've, since, since you were experiencing forums, you know, like technology has advanced, you know, mm. I mean, you're not that old, but, <laughs> but te- <laughs> <laughs> technology has just come on leaps and bounds yeah, um, yeah. since the 1920s. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's changed and changed again. Like, I mean, it's, it's sort of, the world is increasingly unrecognizable. Um, so I guess what, what do you, what do you think today's version of that is for, for people that are kind of in a similar position to the one that you were in then?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. I think now, I I, I think forums, like I know forums exist in, the, in some form, you know, for example, Reddit, I think has a pretty strong community. I'm not someone that uses Reddit a lot, but um, I do know people who use it and, and do have quite a strong presence on Reddit, but I think now it's just become this app culture, I think probably has replaced a lot of that, um, and apps in the form of, you know, even things like Instagram, TikTok, um you know, I don't think Facebook, I think Facebook is slightly phased out, not phased out, it's still active, but not like really, really current, but at least from the young people that, you know, I've seen in the sexual health clinic that come and, you know, they say um, the way that they've met their partners um, is a lot of it is through chatting with people on these applications or, you know, meeting friends through applications or, or getting that feedback from communities on applications. Yeah, so I think it's, I think, that's probably, I mean, that would be my assumption. I don't know what you guys think, What if Frankie or Millie has any thoughts about that.
2: Um, yeah, I would say definitely a lot of people, like, I don't know, like, we, you know, Jar and I are literally a few days different in age, yes. so we're both <laughs> oldies from the 1920s. But um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would say my experience is that, like, young people that I see in the clinic now know, like, a lot more than I did as a teenager. And a lot mm. of that is because they've, had that opportunity to explore for themselves online. Um, and there's obviously, you know, there's there's certain kind of caveats and you need to make sure that people are safe in doing that. Um, but it's also can be a very liberating thing. Um, I think certainly kind of the, you know, the education that we are given in school, which I'm sure is a bit, a bit different now, hopefully for the better. Um, but it seemed what certainly when I was in school was very kind of biological, very basic and simple. And it leaves all of those things out about kind of consent, feeling safe, like pleasure, all of those things. Um, And obviously there are a lot of things online which don't emphasize that as well, but there are things that do. So, you know, if people are looking in the the right places, um, they can have a really positive experience from using apps, from going on different forums, from discussing with like-minded people who may not be geographically um, close to them, or they may not cross paths with organically so yeah I think I think I definitely seeing a lot 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 more of that um whether that be for casual sex or for relationships
0: I guess what's interesting to hear about that is as, as you said that you know you've got people coming in that's, you know you feel like no you know more than you and I wonder if some of that might be down to the kind of you know the accessibility of information and perhaps the sort of well the democratization of it so I was I guess you know Millie what, what do you think in terms of how that how that's affected affected things for for people who are seeking seeking information or seeking connection online I
3: feel like there's good good side and bad side I feel like the more information you have obviously the more is to explore the more you can arm yourself with knowledge and understanding about things and seeing yourself reflected back whether it's like on like say it's your sexuality or whatever seeing yourself reflected back online or in books or in film like that is a really powerful thing and The possibility of connection online does go a strong way to allowing that but Mm -hmm. on the other hand there is a danger with accumulation I think that you can kind of the more information there is the harder it is maybe sometimes to I suppose be it's funny because you can kind of be open-minded like explore all of these different things but you also might get stuck on a kind of more one-directional narrow track and limit what you're looking for in a way like if you're learning stuff kind of offline Absolutely. i think there's more possibility for i hate the word serendipity but serendipity <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean i don't know something about it just makes yeah. me grow um whereas online i think you can come across the unexpected but at the same time i think you can it can kind of really almost calcify in your mind what you're looking for and then you can pursue that thing and then you find that thing rather than just letting yourself sort of see what happens
0: totally get what you mean I mean is that I guess in terms Mm -hmm. of narrowing yeah narrowing your focus as you said and being enabled to do that I get what do you what is the impact of that in terms of how we how we treat other people so what I mean by that is if we're thinking about you know the emergence of apps and people using those to connect with people um, and and find what they're looking for so to speak um then you know how does that How does that affect both our relationship with ourselves, but also with other people?
1: Um, I think this is a really, really great point. And I think that there's been a lot of um, discussion about this, um, particularly um, in the gay community um, with apps such as, um, you know, these um, kind of hookup apps or dating apps such as Grindr, Tinder, these sorts of things. Um, And there's been these real trends recently where people kind of put in their profiles what they're quote unquote looking for, which can be very, very um, specific. And at times I, I, I would argue very harmful. For example, people saying that they only want to see people with certain of a certain race or um, of a certain um, height, or even of certain, you know, appendage lengths, you know, um, body appendage lengths. And like these types of things are often kind of masked by, you know, people saying, you know, even even sometimes in the profile itself, a disclaimer saying like, "No offense, this is just my preference," and I think we have to be really, really careful where we draw the line between uh, a preference and and a prejudice. And you know, I think uh, you know, I thought a lot about this, like where where is that line, and, and and it's not always easy to define. But for for me and myself, I've I've kind of looked at it as saying like, well, a, a prejudice become it, preference becomes a prejudice when it's harmful to someone else and i think even if you you have you know you are attracted to a a person that looks a certain way um you know whether that be their ethnicity or skin type or hair color or whatever if you're in a bar um you know if you're meeting someone in real life and you and and you saw that person you just wouldn't you wouldn't engage with them right and and that person wouldn't necessarily know and you would both live your lives absolutely fine and no one would come to harm from that but when you're putting it in in an online space on a profile or on an app or whatever and, and someone can come across that profile and someone doesn't fall into that category that you've like blatantly listed then that becomes harmful to that person coming across that profile and, and then it becomes a prejudice because you whether you intended to or not you have you know hurt someone and we, we need to be really really careful with like Kind of narrowing, you know, and putting people into categories, you know. Yes, it, you know, these apps work so that you can like find your quote-unquote ideal match. But how narrow, you know, you can you also fall into this trap of narrowing down, narrowing down, narrowing down to limiting it to something that only you can conceive, and then you end up putting people into boxes. So I think we need to be really, really careful with that.
0: Absolutely.
3: I think I've also had experience where you you can almost feel like yourself doing that to yourself which can be a weird thing I wouldn't say I'm like a massive online person but I had a brief stint on tinder a few years ago and I was so aware of like how carefully you project a version of yourself like you select images the way you write your bio and you're like just really kind of presenting yourself in a specific way which is I think how you want to be seen which is a weird thing and I think that one of the real like pleasures that comes from being in a relationship or like meeting someone in real life is that they can bring out aspects of you that you wouldn't have expected or wouldn't have seen in yourself and I think that is limited a bit if you're kind of just like really carefully curating your image and then on the flip side I think you're then scrolling through all of these similarly curated images that are a very like careful projection of that person and then you're probably projecting your idea of what that person is uh well, and that, well that's not fair because I, I actually know like lot. i think that tinder can be a really powerful way of connection i don't want to say that, that i don't want to look at it too negatively but i think that it can also it can veer too much into self-definition self-defin- or oh, that was my experience what i found when i was on it and
0: that was why i didn't like it I mean, if I, I definitely on the mega bus to Warwick did watch, um, did, I was sitting behind a guy who was like, I mean, he was basically just <laughs> swiped about sixty four I couldn't stop watching him swipe because it was just an unbelievable number of swipes. Yeah. Left. He wasn't clicking right. Let's put it that way. No one was fitting the bill. And, um, obviously it was socially inappropriate for me to be like, well, what are you looking for? Um, but, but you know, I couldn't help but wonder because it was, it was like a, a three hour journey you know so but obviously yeah. also you know there wasn't anything else to do on the megabus and if anyone else has experienced the megabus I can well assure you that it <laughs> is a real experience especially if you need the loo. But
1: horrible
0: is i heard of something like a kind of real life tinder
1: yeah I, I i think i mentioned this to you guys the other day but um it's really really interesting that you you, you talk about this like swiping and how it really just goes to show you that like the way that these apps have developed have really um, changed the way that we look at our criteria for people and like how we interact with people. And it becomes really easy to kind of like disregard people, as you were saying, like all those swipes to like, you know, cancel to the left or right, whichever way it is that you like don't match with that person. Right. And mm-hmm. it becomes really, really easy to like follow that action through. So they, I saw um, on, on YouTube, they started a series. I, I don't know what it's called sorry um but where they get someone they get like an a, an eligible bachelor a bachelorette and then they get people in like a group of like 20 or, or odd people or so and it's like real life tinder so they line up in a row in front of that person and that person then has to swipe left or swipe right in real time to their face and everyone you know each person the, the chooser the picker the person that is quote unquote using tinder like I've seen a few of these now and they always mention how much more difficult it is to do in person because when you see that person have that real, like, you know, that full character in front of you, that full person in in all of their being in front of you rather than just a profile picture online which kind of feels really disconnected and dissociated and easy to reject. You know, there's a big um, disparity once you bring that, you know, into into the real world. So I think there is this, um, we need to be conscious about the, the anonymity, the power of anonymity online, and maybe yeah. not necessarily anonymity, but that feeling of being removed from the situation or being removed from that person or that distance, I think that that's a space where that gives us this sense of power and we need to be careful with how we wield that power because mm. we can really end up disregarding other people or hurting other people with really little effort or little conscious of doing so. So having that like understanding of, of your position in an online system I think it's very important.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I guess I'm wondering um, what the role of the porn industry is in terms of essentially narrowing our focus and enabling us to pick and choose, you know, what we're looking for or who we're looking for, so to speak, and what the kind of pros and cons are of that.
2: So I was thinking how porn, in so many ways, has opened people's minds and um, allowed people to explore different things that they didn't think were capable, they were capable of, like being in touch with or maybe getting pleasure from. And you know, there's still, as Millie said, that risk of people kind of looking for the same thing and then kind of like putting themselves in that box. If you kind of get lost in that wormhole, you're like I just like this thing, blah 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 blah. But porn in itself. Is a is a really useful way that people can kind of live out their fantasies in, I mm-hmm. suppose, a safe way of exploring. Sometimes people um, enjoy things in porn or aroused by things in porn that they're interested in, but maybe wouldn't have accessibility to do in real life, or maybe not even want to do in real life. So it can open, you know, their minds in that way. And you know, it's literally there's so much out there. There's something for everyone. I think the important thing with porn is that people have a good relationship with themselves mentally and kind of be like, you know, what am I using this for? You know, making sure that they're having like a healthy relationship and getting pleasure from it. Um, And also just being aware, like the same with any film, if you're watching like a superhero movie, if you're watching like a romance movie, you just need to be aware that there's a difference between reality and fantasy. There's that potential that it could affect your real relationships, if you expect everything to be like porn, I mean, Certainly my job, you, you know, we do work with people who work in the adult film industry and, um, you know, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. They're so, so, so on it about consent, about making sure they know that they're comfortable with whichever scenes they're filming. They have sexual health screens. We send them certificates to make sure that they don't have STIs, all of that background, the conversations they have between other actors who are in that, in that role, in that scene, all that stuff before you don't really see in the films you don't talk Mm. about consent you don't talk about is this okay for you you don't talk about the aftermath of like is that all right and i think it's like as much as it can really expand um boundaries and fantasies and make people um have have this world where they can be either someone different or just someone that they don't present themselves to in the in their day-to-day life it just it needs to just come with that caveat to make sure that you have a healthy relationship with it and you're checking on yourself and you're doing things that make you feel good and it's not impacting in other things.
0: Absolutely. So we're unfortunately coming to the end of this episode actually. Um, But before we go, I thought it'd be um, a good shout if maybe the three of you could each give a piece of advice on how listeners can um, explore um, and enjoy their time online, but also look after themselves while they're doing it and protect their well-being.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how equipped I am to give advice, but one thing that I feel very strongly generally about online communication, whether that's to do with sex or any other forms of communication, is it's so easy to forget that there's always a person on the other side that you're communicating with from trolling to whatever. And I think that we really minimise that reality and we really minimise our understanding of the effects that our communications with other people have online in kind of an offline world. So I suppose be kind and respectful would be Love it. my top That's tip. It. Georgia?
1: Yeah um, I would say I think particularly now during during COVID you know if you're locked down alone with someone with a partner it is a time where you can you know you can access these online tools whether that be porn or you know online dating or what however you know you're, you're having to navigate your sex life differently. And I know for some people that's also literally taking sex online. So things like cyber sex, um, you know, cam sex or, um, you know, is becoming more popular, you know, um, to replace the physical. And that's all fantastic. I think if that is how you're needing to replace, you know, your sexual needs during this time to stay safe, there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking your sex life in a virtual world. The caveat to that and and the thing to be aware is, is just do that in in a safe way and and things to keep in mind. I guess my top tips that I would kind of say, you know, which, which, you know, we do say to people in, in clinic, you know, sometimes whether everything, who are doing things from like sending photos or creating your own porn, you know, which some people do at home as well. Just be really, really conscious of who, one, who you're sending photos and images of yourself, too. It's really, really important, you know, especially if that's someone that's new or that you don't have established relationship with, you know, an image that you send of of you can really sometimes harm you, you know, if it's taken out of context. So, I mean, you know, be smart about it. Think about who you're sending it to. If you are sending, you know, if you are exchanging with someone else, think about things of protective ways of protecting yourself, such as cropping your head out. You know, if that's something that you need to do to keep yourself safe. The same thing with camming as well. If you're doing virtual camming, virtual sex, um, cyber sex, cam sex, just be sure that you know that that other person can be recording, taking screenshots of whatever you're whatever you're transmitting. So, so make sure that you have an established, you know, relationship and are really comfortable with doing that sort of thing with that other person. I think that's just a really important thing to keep in mind.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And finally, Frankie?
2: Um, So, yeah, I would just say, you know, like even people who maybe weren't using online resources for sex before, we've kind of been put in this weird situation now where people, even though they were dabbling a bit, have kind of had to, in some ways, um, be more fully immersed in it or at least exploring what that means and that's mm. it. and it's like it's a new territory and it can be a really exciting territory it can as I say you know open you up to a whole different worlds that you, you weren't aware of in the past it can maybe open parts of yourself that you weren't aware of so I think just you know just bear in mind and make sure exactly as, as jarja um was saying just make sure that you you're keeping safe you're checking in with yourself and that you're, um, you know, at this time where it's very difficult to have um, relationships face to face. You can make genuine bonds with people online. Just make sure that you're, you know, that you're checking in with thing with yourself and having fun with it. But not at someone else's expense and also not at your own expense.
0: We're now at the, coming to the end of our... Episode three. Um, so thank you so much for joining us again, and um, thank you, Frankie and Jaja, our sex experts, um, and to the lovely Millie for joining us today as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, as I say, we are still new to this, um, so please get in touch and let us know. You know, if you'd like to hear more of a certain topic discussed, perhaps. You know, we're really into any questions you might have um, about sexual health and well-being um we're really we're really interested to get you involved as well you can dm us on our instagram at sexual transmissions or one word or you can email us at sxltransmissions@gmail.com. at gmail.com um, thank you so much to um patrick for doing the sound and editing as well um so while we're still in locky d um stay safe <laughs> and strong but basically we're all sending you lots of love during this during this tough time um so until next time Bye!